me, Hunter. And me, Jade. And this is the Oh My Podcast. And... This is episode 16. Theme. Kansas. Kansas. And Kansas, what is up with your bridges? Seriously, Kansas. (laughs) Today we are both talking about bridges, but another thing, Kansas, is that I was trying to look up like some sort of creature, some sort of folklore, mythology, something like that with Kansas, and literally, like, nothing came up. It's only, like, ghost story stuff Huh, interesting. Yes. So, yeah. So, there's no creatures. There's no creatures in Kansas. No folklore. No No folklore. I I really tried. Uh, I don't... I don't know. Everything was was ghosty. Well, see, to go with that, which is funny, is I was looking for one, and I thought I found a really good one, Um, but then I realized it was Kansas City, Missouri... Because that, that's a thing that for some do it. fucking reason. That. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still. I changed it, though. Don't worry, guys. It still is Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. We don't say the yeah. state of you, Kansas. You didn't say, yeah, the well, state Well, I changed it anyway. And okay. found found one of y'all's bridges that just. <laughs> and then I also issues. happened to find a bridge. So, so today, really, the theme is bridges. Yes. Uh, with a <laughs> undertone of Kansas. Yeah. So it happened in Kansas. It, also, we are drinking vanilla black tea, if you were watching. We have, I got cute little cat tea infusers, so. Enjoy that. We also um, turned the little green sand folly thing. So, hopefully... It'll be finished by the time our episode is finished, but we'll see. I don't know about that. No guarantees. Sorry. Not at all. No guarantees. No guarantees for anything with this podcast. (laughs) No, no, no. Not at all. I go first. Yes, you do. Okay. So how do I preface this? (laughs) Oh, I was telling Jade beforehand, we are not a true crime podcast, but in my research, (laughs) I found this bridge. That is supposedly haunted. And I was thinking to myself, hey, Hunter, do that one. I didn't need to research anything about the bridge yet because it's a haunted bridge. It's a haunted bridge. So I wanted to look at the background because there's a lot of background behind the bridge. And so I did that. And by the time I got done with that, when I went to look up like the actual like haunting part of it, there's, like, nothing out there. There's, like, no stories. It's just, like, people hear this, people hear that, and that's it. So, my story is really more of a true crime. Uh, I feel like that always like that. happens when I'm trying to look up haunted stuff. Like, for some reason, there's all of this, like, history of the place and what mm-hmm. why it could be haunted now, but then you get into, like, the actual haunting. Right. And it would be, like... Like, for the Point Sir one that I did, oh, it was, mm-hmm. like, a page and a half of, like, history, background, whatever, when it was built, how it was built, what they yep. used, all the stuff. And then it was, like, a paragraph, if that, of ghost stuff. Yep. Every time. Yeah, I don't even have a full page. I, I genuinely have maybe two se- I could probably mix it into one sentence. Nice. Of of true of okay. paranormal stuff. So awesome. it's really true crime. So okay. if you don't like true crime, then wait till Jade's story because mine is like fully just true crime. But mine's not very long, so you're going to want to so sit for this. So you're going to want to sit for this. <laughs> uh my story. 
my story is technically two stories. Okay. And I'm going to first talk about Sandy Bird and Reverend Thomas, who goes by Tom Bird. Okay. Married? Married, yes. They also had four children together. Okay. So, Sunday, July 17th, 1983, kayakers found the body of Sandy Bird and her car submerged in the Cottonwood River under the Rocky Ford Bridge. So, this is where the bridge comes in. Okay. (laughs) Y'all. Sandy was a math... A mathematics professor at Emporia State University, and Reverend Tom Bird was a he was a he was a reverend. He was a, thank you. So, <laughs> yes. in, in case you weren't aware of, of what his job, what he did, what he did. So, but before July seventeenth of nineteen eighty three, July sixteenth, Sandy and Tom went out to celebrate because Sandy was being promoted at work she was getting more classes to teach she was excited about it so they wanted to celebrate and they went to a movie and they went to dinner and then they returned home saturday around 9 30 p.m where the babysitter says because they had four kids so the babysitter at home babysitter says sandy ran inside to grab a bottle of champagne for herself and a bottle of whiskey for tom and Sandy told the babysitter that they would be back around 10.30 p.m. So they, she came, they came, they went out, dinner, movie, came back at 9.30. Sandy said, we'll be back in an hour. And she left with some drinks. Interesting. Okay. So what Tom Bird says happened was that after they left the babysitter at 9.30, him and Sandy had a drink at his church. And then, classy. <laughs> classy. And then they parted, and Sandy went to her office at the uni. Why? Why? And he stayed at the church to go over the next day's sermons, um, and then he went for a little jog. Huh? Because it's, it's late at night. Why is she going back to the office? And why, why is, is he staying? going for a jog? Why is he going for a jog? At, like, 10.30 p.m. Riddle me. Riddle, Riddle me. me that. And so Tom expected Sandy to pick him up from the church later. And when he didn't, he claims that he called, when she never came to pick him up, he claims that she called the police. No, oh my God. He claims that he <laughs> called the babysitter, she, he called the babysitter asking, hey, is Sandy home? Because she didn't come pick me up like she was supposed to. Babysitter says no, and so then Tom says that he called the police after that to report her missing. That seems a little preemptive. Well, that's not what the babysitter says happened. Well, I know, but still, I know he's trying to make himself seem innocent, but he that's weird that he would just immediately... Anyway. It is weird, but what's even weirder is that he Tell actually me. called the police before he called the babysitter. So he called the police saying his wife was missing. Uh-huh. The babysitter said, because he called the police around midnight saying his wife was okay, missing. Okay, even though they came there at 9.30 and said we'll just be another hour? Yeah, so they didn't Oh, that home. poor babysitter. They didn't, yeah. I know, right? The entire time I'm doing this, I'm like, oh my God. She's out there. She's in the house. Especially because- And it's the, 83, so they don't have cell phones, so she has no idea- they like, might have had cell phones. In 83? 
Yeah, that's when, in the 80s is when cell phones were coming out. My mom told me that when she, cell phones were coming out when she was like graduating high school or something. Is that, is, wouldn't that be that, the 90s? Mm, I can't remember. I think it's the 90s. She told me it was the 80s that cell phones were coming out. Maybe late 80s. Maybe late 80s. But not, I don't think 83. We don't know when cell phones were invented, guys, but... I'm pretty sure they were invented in the 80s. Well, whatever. Regardless. Well, yeah, regardless. Whatever. Regardless. She has no idea what's going on except that they aren't there and it's an hour and a half past when they're well, supposed actually, to. Well, actually, the babysitter said that he actually called the house around 1 a.m. asking if Sandy was home. So he called the police at midnight saying, hey, my wife's missing. And then he called the babysitter home an hour after calling the police. An hour? An hour after calling the police to ask if she just happened to be there. That would be the first place that you call. A whole hour. A whole hour. That would be the first place that you call. But wow. um, my favorite part about all of that um, is that he claims that the babysitter was wrong and that she was just too young and like she just wouldn't, she doesn't of know course. what time. She doesn't know what time it is. What do you mean? She's too young. She's 14. She can read the clock. She knows what time it is because you said you were going to be there at 1030 and she she's was, been counting down the hours she is until counting you got home. Every minute because until you guys got home. I four used to babysit. Too. I used to babysit. Thankfully, it was not four kids. I used to babysit this one girl and the mom would be like, oh, yeah, I'll be home by like 10 at the latest. It's a school night for me, by the way. Oh, 10 no. at the latest. I go, I like would get her from the school bus. Okay. She was in middle school. Elementary. I don't remember. Anyway, I'd get her from the school bus. We'd walk down to her house. And then regularly, she would not be getting back until like 1130. What is she doing? I don't know. Like, does she have work? I think like, she, she was like, like going on dates and stuff. And, and <laughs> She didn't come back until past 11. Dude, I would never be... I feel like my anxiety at that point would be too high. I, like, didn't want to do anything on a school night. Yeah. Getting well, home, I just wanted money. Because I didn't, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I could not. Stress. Especially if she's late. Yeah. That was awful. But, yeah, they had four kids. This girl. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's, she's do you not trust watching her your, your kids. What do you mean? You don't think she can read the clock, but you trust her to watch your four children. Back to the point where Tom said he went jogging. Okay, yeah, let's he get said, back to that for some reason. He said that he went jogging after Sandy left the church, but the babysitter said he came home in a suit and tie. So he... How did he get home? That's a very solid question. <laughs> I don't know. Can you walk? Can you walk home? Well, I'll talk about... Give me a second. Okay. Okay. So, babysitter said he came home in a suit and tie. He claims the babysitter was... <laughs> this is my favorite thing. Uh, when asked about, like, him going on a jog and, like, the babysitter yeah. saying, you didn't come home in, like, a jogging Did he outfit. say that he ran in his suit and tie? He said, why would I change into the tie after a jog? He just is saying she's wrong. Like, she's imagining things. She doesn't remember. He literally said that... She saw me wear a suit and tie most of the time, so she just 
assumed. Huh? This is the one babysitting job where no one was home until after 1 a.m. And then the next day the wife is murdered. I think she would know yeah. what you're wearing. I don't think you can mistake a suit and tie for, like, a jogging attire. <laughs> I just love that. Why would I change into a tie after a job? Why would I do that? She's That's wrong. She's so stupid. Sir, so he claims that his wife was depressed or careless. He doesn't know. And that's why she drove herself into the bridge. Right. And died right. by drowning. Because he claims it was suicide. Right. But I guess they found a watch, like, under the bridge, like, not near the body. So it could have, like, drifted. Her watch. Sandy's watch. Could have drifted over there. Um, but they also said, this is where it gets confusing. So, the guy who was on the scene said that he found some blood, like, on the bridge. But they really thought it was suicide, so they didn't collect the evidence. And then by the time they thought to go look, he didn't see the blood there anymore. Because it's a bridge. Yeah. Another thing. I just hate when when people immediately assume it's one thing, don't collect what they need to, and then... Yep. Like, just treat it as the worst case scenario in case it is so that you have the evidence that's needed in case it ever gets to that. If it doesn't and you don't ever need to process it, cool. But at least yeah. you have it in case you do. I don't, I don't know what's so, like, all, all he had to really do is collect a sample and take a picture. It's really, yeah. right? Like, what else yeah. are you doing? I don't know. Also, the driver's car seat... The seat, the driver's seat. <laughs> the driver's seat of yes. the car was, like, pushed really far back. And Sandy was only 5'1". So. Oh. Okay, well. Also, her body wasn't in the car. It was found near the car. Yeah. It wasn't found in the car. It was found near, like, in the water, but, like, near the car. What like, in front of it. The, were the windows down in the car? Or were, was these so. doors open? I'm sure. I think the door was open. I think people, he's claiming that she, like, somehow jumped out in the middle of driving it off the road. What? I don't. He literally, he even admits, he does an interview, he even admits that, you know, none of the evidence points to that being an accident. So it's probably... So based probably on the evidence, it's probably not, not an accident. An accident. That's weird. A little strange that you'd say that. <laughs> that's a little strange. So that's what... Uh, Tom says happened. You know, he, they went for a drink. They separated. She left. He went for a jog. And then didn't change back into his tie because who does didn't. that? That would be so weird if he did that. <laughs> and then he claims he called the the babysitter first and then called the police when his wife didn't come and pick him up. And then, yes, he either walked home or probably some other way home. But investigators think that after leaving at 9.30, maybe... They did drink at the church, but that Tom drove them to the bridge where he beat her. Uh-huh. And then pushed her into the water and then pushed mm-hmm. the car into the water. Mm-hmm. And then jogged back to the church to change into a suit and tie because the jogging outfit got blood on it. 
called the police, called the babysitter, and then went home. That's what they think happened. That sounds pretty good. So after she died, they basically ruled it um, an accident. Okay. Like, not a suicide, not but a an suicide. accident? They claimed it, because they couldn't find any, like, motive for suicide, necessarily. Right, okay. So they claimed it uh, an accident, and he didn't go to jail. He didn't serve any time or anything. Ever? No, not ever. But that's where the second story comes in. Okay. That's the first story. So the second story I'm going to talk about is about Martin Anderson and Lorna Eldridge. Okay. So Martin, who goes by Marty, was born December 8th, 1948 in Kansas. He graduated high school and then he earned a degree in medical training. Which when I read that, I was like, medical training, what? Yeah. But I think it's like the people who, like the technicians, the people who use, like do a lot of stuff with like the machines. Got it. Okay. Yes. The the technicians, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, technicians. <laughs> um, it was June... Tr- oh, my God. It was June 1973 when Marty married Lorna, and they had four daughters ranging from t- two and a half to eight so, at the time of this thing. So happened. they also had four kids. They also had four kids, yeah. Creepy. The family lived in Kansas. <laughs> where Oh, this is where it comes from. Where Marty worked as a lab technician. <laughs> There we go. We're a technician. So on November, so on November fourth, nineteen eighty three, Marty was thirty four years old. He was returning home with his family from a trip that they took to Fort Riley, which Fort Riley is an army base mm-hmm. used for supply transport and service units. But they also have a museum and other stuff that you can like the public can visit. A lot of forts do that. I did not know that. Yeah. A lot of them have, like, the museums and like, oh. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess I didn't realize that a lot of the forts still had purpose. Like, I, I thought a lot of the forts were just sites now. I mean, I'm sure there are some that are, but I know that a lot of the them are still active for, like, housing, mm. you know, soldiers yeah. or whatever. That's, so they're, more like, they're more like, like, I feel like when people hear the word fort, they think of, like, a four-walled thing with, like, archers on the corner like it's mm. like a lot of times the fort whatever is like, like papa um was stationed in fort knox in tennessee mm-hmm. i think or texas and that was it's more like a like a town oh, okay. like a whole town essentially oh. i think i could be fully wrong actually you know what i'm gonna choose to believe you okay thank you don't, but don't hold me to that if you're listening. Yeah. No. Don't really... We might be doing podcasts, but don't listen to anything we say. No, we're never correct. We're, we are never correct. <laughs> so, they were, were driving home on Highway 177. Okay. Uh, Lorna seven, was driving. Seven. Lorna was driving when she complained of feeling ill and um, got out of... Like, stopped in the middle of the field because it was like on a field like it was on it's not a typical highway it's oh, just okay. like a road okay i don't know why it's called highway 177 but it is so she's driving claims she's feeling ill pulls over she says she couldn't find the van's keys because she dropped them when she was vomiting and asked marty to help look when marty was shot by a masked person masked person in the fields he suffered three headshot <gasps> wounds 
Um, and it took a passing car who stopped and called 911 cell phone, right? Like, I don't, they have to have cell yeah. phones. It said he called, the motorist stopped and called 911. So maybe they didn't have cell phones, but. Hmm. Or they went somewhere to call. They went to a payphone, the nearest payphone to call. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. Whatever. Either way, they he called. died. <laughs> Marty died. Oh, poor Marty. I know. It's like, like a, cool, a really great guy. I know. Marty, come on. We could have been friends. <laughs> Lorna got interviewed that night and claims that she had, they had ice cream while they were at Fort Riley. <laughs> I don't want to flip the page. Well, they were at Fort <laughs> Riley. They didn't agree with her and she pulled over to Blomit, blah, 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 blah. But no one else got sick from the ice cream? No one else got sick from the ice cream. Interesting. And the bullet casings found on the scene were a twenty two handgun. Okay. I don't, Does she have a twenty-two handgun? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> the police found it suspicious because how... How would this shooter... So many things. How would the shooter know just that a car is going to come and stop conveniently in the middle of this field? Right. And the shooter only shot him... Three times. Three times. And not her. And, and not the her. kids were in the car? Yeah. Did they interview the kids? Okay. I don't... I'm sure they did, but so they, there's no, like, to... I don't I know that all of them saw what happened. I don't think many of them were like, oh, let's watch Mom and Dad out there. You know, they're like, That's kids really are probably similar to, to the one where, like, the mom... Yeah. Okay. It is. I like that you know exactly what yeah, I was going to say. I do. Yep. Anyway. So they wanted to look into Lorna because, like we said... What? Because, huh? Because, <laughs> hey, I can't find the keys I dropped them. Can you get out and help me? So the police were suspicious of Lorna, and they wanted to look into her, and they found that she had a long string of extramarital affairs while husbands were at work. Interesting. And they eventually talked to her hairdresser. Why? Don't know. They okay. talked to her hairdresser, Dan Carter. Okay. Who pretty much immediately confessed to acting as a go-between with her and a Mississippi hitman. He didn't so, want to get caught. He's like, Dan I, Carver, literally. Dan Carver said that Lorna gave him money, which he gave to someone named Gregory Curry, who then gave it to the masked assailant. And eventually the police found love letters sent to Lorna. Eventually the police found love letters sent to Lorna from Reverend Tom. The Tom in the other story I said. <gasps> um, yeah. So that's how they're connected. So they were basically lovers. Lorna... And not Marty. <gasps> and Tom and not Sandy. So they killed yes. their spouses to be with each other. Yeah. Which is weird considering how all this ends. Okay, but Dan, uh, Dan and Gregory pleaded guilty to criminal solicitation in Marty's death. Where did that get them? I don't know. It didn't. So yeah, so the police found love letters between Lorna and Reverend Tom, and Lorna confessed that her and Tom carried out the murder of her husband and also accused Tom of murdering his wife. So it wasn't until this happened four months later that they started questioning things that they were like, okay, well, maybe let's go back to Tom. And so they did, and he was charged with first degree murder of his wife. Thank God. So yeah, he did do time, but it wasn't until like, after and Lorna no we're not gonna go to Lorna yet so yeah he did do time he was for connection to 
connection to Marty's murder mm-hmm. um, because they found, like, love letters talking about how they're going to, like, kill each other. You know, Got it. Like okay. That. Yep. Um, he was sentenced to two and a half to seven years on criminal solicitation charge. So I'm assuming that Dan and Gregory were also charged, similar charges, and then convicted of first-degree murder of his wife. And he, I can't remember how long he spent in prison, but he married a school teacher in prison, Uh, like a prison school teacher, married uh, her. Her name was Terry, and he was paroled in uh, June of 2004 and released from parole in 2006 and went to live on with his wife. How could you marry... A man who killed his wife. Who killed his wife for another woman, nonetheless. Not yeah. that it matters, but like, sorry, also for at another that woman. point, it's like, um, I'd be like, hey, so I know what you did before. Yeah. But could you, like, if you find someone else, can you just, like, tell me? Yeah, we could just, like, we get could a just, divorce. Like, divorce. Like, we don't I, like, I want to live. Yeah, like, we don't I, need I, to, like, I would rather, fall. I would rather live and then, be divorced than, than, than die. Whatever so. happened with that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. <laughs> Lorna pleaded guilty in November. I don't know why it took this long, but it wasn't until November 88 where Lorna was um, charged with second degree murder in her husband's death. There could have been a lot of like mistrials or like I'm, having to redo. And I'm sure. Whatever. That's why I figured I was like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know why. Because it also I'm takes assuming. a billion years yeah. anyway. This so. is five years after it happened. So it's not really like that long. Right. In terms of like court stuff. But yeah. And she was sentenced to 15 years to life. This is where I'm confused because it says okay. she was already serving prison sentences for her. Oh, she was serving prison sentences for her involvement in um, killing her husband. But she wasn't charged. I'm confused. Well, before you're charged, unless you're out on bond you're kept in prison mm. until your court proceedings and until you have been that's fair i yeah so like it, so she would have well, been she was charged with the she was also charged with criminal solicitation that's why she was in prison beforehand before like before she was also charged for five years later so the death. solicitation would have been hiring the hitman and the first degree murder would be the fact that she is the one that wanted it done and thought about it enough right. to hire a hitman. Yeah. So it's just, so it must, it's just, is it just easier to pass out criminal solicitation charges it must probably? Be. It okay. must be. I was going to say, I don't, what took It so definitely long? is. That's because that's something you can immediately prove. The guy can be like, oh that's yeah, true. it came from her. That's true. And that's then they really can be debate. charged immediately. Like with, especially for something where it's like life in prison, like people want to hear way more. That's so that true. takes okay. way, way, way longer. That's very fair. <laughs> Lorna also married while in prison. Oh, of course. But then she got married again. Oh, uh, and still in prison? Yeah, to another man named Terry in 2004, which is weird because Tom also named married somebody named Terry. She married somebody named Terry. So she was released in 2007 on parole, and then she was um, under had she was under parole. She was on parole. She on was parole. on parole until 2017. So it was pretty recent that she, like, got off. She's, old. like, free-free now. She's, like, free-free now. They're both free-free. Like, and they're both married to somebody named Terry. They're both married at all after yeah. murdering their spouses, spouses for another, for another person that they didn't That they didn't end up, end up marrying. 
Why didn't they end up together? I different prison. <laughs> different I prisons, I, I guess. guess. Yeah. So, but which so oddly enough, like about this whole thing is that Lorna claims that it was Tom who was the masked assailant, but the only evidence was her word for it. Mm. So he wasn't charged for like being actually a killer in Marty's. He was just right. charged with solicitation. Got it. That makes sense. So the actual haunting part, here we go. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. It's pretty intense. <laughs> I literally wrote in my notes, the actual ghost part. People have claimed to hear, I'll drag it out. Okay. People have claimed mm-hmm. to hear, like with their ears, they heard. They hear them. A woman, not multiple women, just. Just a woman. Just, I don't know. One, probably? Just, just one. one. Woman? Woman. One man. <laughs> and this woman was screaming. So this would be... A ghost. Sandy? Screaming. This, yeah. At the bridge. They call it Bird Bridge because her last name was Bird. Well, that's also naming it after it is, him. Yeah. So that's not it really... Is. It could have been like... It should have been well, like Sandy Bridge. Murdered, yeah. So they named it Bird Bridge. Don't like that. So not only did they hear a woman screaming, but they also... Sometimes see her ghost walking to shore from the water. Oh, but she didn't actually do that in real life. She didn't. She was dead. So, okay. There's also a film based off of the crimes. Really? Yeah, called Murder Ordained. But I did not watch it. (laughs) It's not like... It's not the same names. They use different names. Right. But I think they just follow the story. Yeah. That's interesting. So, okay, wait. I need to go back for a second. So they determined that Sandy died from an accident the first time. The first time. And they didn't, did they not do an autopsy on her? They didn't the first time. No, because it was an accident. At all? At all. They didn't. Okay. Got it. But after they went back. They had to exhume the body. Yes, they exhumed her body and they went back and they found blunt force um, trauma. trauma to the head. Okay, well. And, which is, so they found blunt force trauma to the head, but they also claimed that she died from, like, a back, a blow to the back. Like, her hitting the water. Oh. Yeah. Oh. How high is this bridge? I, it doesn't look very high, but that's what they say. I mean, she could have hit her no, her car wouldn't be in there already. My shame. She could have hit her. Yeah. With the, the car. It. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. To this day, he still claims his innocence. God. But Lorna's like, nah. I definitely was involved in my husband's murder. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we're very aware of that. But yeah, he's still. Oh my god. Reading. I was reading this article where the person did an interview with him, and he's talking about not only is he like. Why would I change? Other than those stupid comments, he'd (laughs) also say things like, which honestly, now that I'm like saying it out loud, it makes sense because he was a reverend. But he would say things about how freedom isn't about a, like, a reality. Freedom is all about mindset. And if you're free and you're mind, and I'm like, dude, shut. Yeah. I forgot. Your wife. Just stop. I forgot he's a reverend. Literally. Uh-huh. That's not very godly. It's my guy. No, isn't it one on one of the 
It is one of the Ten Commandments. One thou shalt not kill. And thou shalt not commit adultery. Adultery. So he's so committing two he's sins. Great reverend. Really cool. So anyway. Stand-up guy. Stand guy, Tom. You know who the real stand-up guy is? Marty. Mm-hmm. Poor Marty. Marty's dead. The poor kids, too. Seriously. Oh, I think it's... I don't know about the other kid. Other of his... Oh. I don't know about his other kids. But Tom's oldest, like, claims that he's innocent and believes in... And is, like, stuck by her father. She was eight at the time. Damn. Yeah. That's really hard. It is. Well, because she was probably, like... Groomed in a not that kind of way, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. since she was that age, that he was probably always like, "No, I didn't do it. They they set me up." And, mm-hmm. and also, he was a reverend, so they grew up with like the faith and mm-hmm. you know yada yada yada. So she probably can't imagine that her father could ever do that. Right, like, that's not in their morals and their values. Right. So. But yeah, so the haunting part was that they hear her screaming and they see her. But the whole story is so. Mother's what's stuff. funny is mine is even shorter than that. My whole thing. Shorter than my one sentence no. story? No. <laughs> I don't think anything could be shorter than that. It's quite short. It's, well, we're at 40 plus minutes, so we're good. Well, we also stopped for a second we to did. go look at the cats. Whatever. So. What do you have for us? I am Kansas. bringing to you Theorosa's Bridge. Theorosa. Yeah. Hmm. I really like that. I do really like that. Yeah. So this bridge is in Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And this is like once okay, I'm background and then we'll get to the ghost stuff. But the background isn't like the origin of why it's called this is not fully known. And it's like folk folklore in the sense that there are many different versions of it. You'll see. Okay. okay. So um in one version, there was a baby whose name was Theorosa, mm-hmm. and she was the youngest of a family of settlers who was, like, going in that region as they were expanding out to the west. Mm-hmm. And the wagon was attacked sometime in the 19th century, and the baby was kidnapped. Baby Theorosa oh. was kidnapped. They don't know what happened to her. And so people, people claim that they can see her mother, the mother Mm. of baby Theorosa, wandering the bridge that it had happened, like still looking for her. So people see her like ghostly. That's really sad. Yeah, it is really sad. In another one, uh, another version, there is a woman who was forced to have a child she didn't want. Um, And so she... Threw her over no. the bridge. Oh, God. That's not right. I don't know where I thought it was going, but that is not the direction. Oh, yeah, no. So she just threw her over the bridge. and So, so pe- people can see the... People don't see it, but they can hear the baby and the mother crying. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But in another... Ver- just have given the baby away? Like, hey, I don't want this baby. Yeah, but I think it was like she was being forced to keep it also. Like, keep oh, it to have like, and then like oh, keep it to keep it. Keep it to have. <laughs> Got yes. it. Um, okay, another version is that a young native girl named Theorosa had a child with a married settler. Oh. 
and forbidden romance and threw herself and the baby over the bridge okay well i don't know why i don't expect this to turn dark like i know it that should. they're supposed to be dead yes but every time i'm i'm like enthralled in the, the short story that we have and then, and you then just, i rip it away I rip it away yeah. every time yeah i was all about the forbidden romance and then she and then she died okay so she committed suicide yep her baby and her. she killed her baby this one very much reminds me of certain iterations of La Llorona. Okay. If you remember. Yes. Um, which is interesting because in one of the articles that I read, that's where people speculate that that origin comes from. Is like, as oh, people were... think? Yeah, that's what some people think, which is... I was like, ooh, I thought about... I had already written that down, too, and then it was in a later article that I read that, and mm. I was like, ooh. <laughs> okay, so with this one... Uh, people say that if you listen carefully while you're on the bridge, you're like really quiet. You can still hear um, the girl. Theor- this in this one, that's the the mom is Theorosa. Oh, okay, you can still hear her, like looking, wandering the banks for her like ghost child, basically. Oh, okay. Um, and then the most morbid one. Those other ones weren't morbid. No. Okay. I mean, yes, yes, just but not, like this is not. the most. Um. So there was a family uh, that consisted of mainly, oh my God, this is awful, of mainly blonde haired, blue eyed people. Okay. And um, they had a daughter that ended up having brown hair and brown eyes. And so the dad was convinced no. that the mom was having an affair with the neighbor and that that wasn't actually his kid. So he drowned her under the bridge. Which one, the wife or the kid? The kid. really cute and then eventually that's horrible yeah eventually he and then the other sons just left the mom you're kidding and then she continues to people say you can still hear her continuing to look for her daughter and that she like actually did that in real life she was she would just wander the river looking for her because they couldn't find her body Mm. and apparently she continued continued to do so until she also died that's so so you can still hear her her child that is definitely the saddest yeah most morbid yeah so um whatever this whatever the origin of this is there's always some version of like you can hear a woman crying you can hear a baby crying you can hear a woman looking for her baby like it's all something like that yeah but people also experience um inexplicable cold spots just randomly along the bridge if they're walking. Um, there'll be random lights that just appear, but there's no origin. So there's no, it's like not a car. It's not a cell phone. It's just like random oh. lights. And then they like go approach it. And then there's like nothing around that would have caused that light. Um, a lot of people claim that while they're crossing the bridge in their car, their cars sometimes stall for a couple minutes, like without oh. any reason. And then it'll just eventually start up again. And you can, I don't like that. But like that. during that time is like no. usually when they experience like, the cold or usually when they hear the sound because Mm, now it's quiet you can't hear your car um and then this one was just very interesting to me Uh, some say if you call out to her the mom and say that you have her baby which huh why would you do that that she'll come out of the water and attack you obvious fucking obvious who who thought about doing that to begin with and why would you do that why would you taunt her? I mean, oh, provoking. Oh. They're provoking. But that's taking it really far. Really, really far. In my opinion. Like, really far. 
I mean, it would work. Probably. Yeah. It would also, ooh, the the last thing I have, like I said, this is a very short one. The last thing I have is that the bridge that is there right now that's called Theorosis Bridge is not actually the original bridge where one of these origin things happened. Oh. It's also not even the second original bridge. It's the third. The first two, like, burnt down. Oh. They don't really know why. They don't know what caused it. Is this one also wood? Do you know? I don't know. It doesn't look like this one looks like concrete. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. So maybe. This and it was one like I thought that it was gonna be some like really pretty bridge with like maybe like a suspension. It was like just a concrete bridge that's just like going over the smallest little river, like and a whole bunch of graffiti on the sides. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is not at all glorious, even a little bit. It's so not even, I'm it's not, not serious. And... No, so I'm not including pictures because I would okay. like you to just, up until this point at least, try mm-hmm. and picture something cooler. Yeah, yeah. My bridge is like one of those, you, you know the episode of Supernatural? Uh-huh. That, Which one? There's a lot that happened on bridges. Oh, I only remember a very specific one. I think it's towards the beginning of the season. I Of what I season? Think it's the, I think it's the White Woman episode. Okay. Yep. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. But Woman of that White. bridge. Yeah. Where it has, like, metal holding it up, yes. but it has, like, wood planks. And yes. only one car can fit down it. That's what this bridge is. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I do have a picture because a photographer went there and took, like, some pretty pictures. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. So Fun. I, I am going to include one singular picture. <laughs> one singular picture. Yeah. Well, like we said, guys, this was a short one today. And all about bridges. It- <laughs> And Kansas. Two games in one. Okay, so I have two cards. If you have not seen our TikTok, go take a look. So I will start. Um, should I start with the first one that fell out? Or Yeah. Just, okay. So the first one that fell out is this really pretty pink one that has the moon. And it's the energy is gaining momentum. The energy, not your energy. The, the energy, energy okay. is gaining momentum. And this is waxing moon. So, Okay. <clears throat> During the waxing moon cycle, hope springs eternal. This card is a very positive omen, indicating that you can create the reality you're dreaming of, though it will take some work and you're not quite there yet. This is a time of energies rising up. Emotions are building too. Where Where do you want to go and do you believe you can get there? Either you can just keep meditating and focusing on your desired outcome, or you can make the courageous commitment to take more practical steps towards your goals. Whichever you decide, you are most certainly on the right track. Oh, I like that. I do like that. Whichever one you decide Mm -hmm. to do, it works. Um, Attune to the moon. I know I'm headed in the right direction. Additional meanings for this card. The situation is full of potential. Your dream can come true. More effort is yet required. Are you willing to give it? Review your goals and ensure you're still committed. Keep moving forwards. And then the teaching is... The waxing cycle is the period of the lunar cycle from new moon to full moon. And during this time, the moon appears to be slightly bigger and rounder every night. This is a very empowered and empowering time. And this is a very promising card. It suggests that now is the time to make plans and to act on them, no matter when you actually pull the card. I love that card so much. That reading that I said. That's what I was thinking. It goes the entire time. So perfectly with the pile that I picked. I, yeah, the entire time that I was reading that, I was thinking about the thing that you had sent me. Literally, the fact that it says dreams do come true, yep. but you do need to put in work is yep. pretty much word for word what it had she said. said. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, 
which is everyone. Um, don't know why I said that. I like to watch Isotero. Isotero, yeah. Isotero's videos on YouTube. And she did one for 2023. And basically the pile that I picked said exactly what Jade just said. Mm-hmm. So pretty yeah. freaky. I also, The Gem Goddess is an, oh. another one that I watched. They're, okay. they're good friends, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah. They well, like, then I'll have to check They've out. hung out together and stuff. Oh, that's very cute. Yeah. Supportive. I really, really like her. Anyway. So the card I pulled was The Hawk and Thistle Upside Down. <laughs> number... I don't remember what number this is. Let me think. It's XLIV. So it's... So number 44, The Hawk Which? and Thistle. 44. Yes, I know. Meaning... Graceful persistence. The hawk is a keen and vigilant observer, so much so that watchful and hawk-eyed have become synonyms. An apex predator, the hawk glides gracefully on the wind, its sharp talons ever at the ready. The thistle can thrive in a variety of environments, from verdant hills to rocky shores. Its spiked, stinging leaves protect its radiant flower, which perches like a crown upon its stem. Upside down, in the reverse, means external pressures have weakened your resolve. Remember your worth. And guard it closely. Am I too easily influenced by my environment? And how can I thrive in a difficult situation? I like that that's one. That's really cute. I like that. Oh, that's Remember really your cute. worth and guide it closely. Guard it. Guard it. And let it guide you. And let it guide <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. Then the second one from the Moonology deck is Luck is on your side. This is New Moon in Sagittarius. And that's you. That is what I like to hear. Luck is on my side. And that's you. That's Bella. That's Jenna. True. That's... Do do we have anyone else that's December? Mm, I have a lot of people in my family that's December, but... I think that's it for friends. Yeah. It's a crazy amount of friends. It is. (laughs) Okay. Luck is on your side. Oh, really? (laughs) New moon in Sagittarius. Whatever is coming your way, it looks set to put a smile on your face. The new moon in Sagittarius can mark the restart of fun after a period of feeling low. The energy is adventurous and even willing to take a few risks. But be careful you don't bet on... You don't bet the farm on something here as the wheel of fortune is still spinning. This card is about exploring life metaphorically by exchanging big ideas with others or just thinking about your own philosophies. Perhaps it's time to change your mind about something important. It can also signal that a trip away is coming up. If that's something you're working to achieve. But the overall message of this card is that whatever happens next will be some sort of gift, even if it simply means widening your worldview. Attune to the moon. Count your blessings. Literally. Write them down or say them out loud. So, like, have a little uh, gratitude journal. Yeah. Additional meanings for the card. You need to laugh more. This is a wonderful time to start a course of study or teaching. Don't be narrow-minded. And start a week of gratitude practice. Okay. Teaching. Sagittarius is the sign of fun, travel, exploration, and the great cosmic quest. It's the sign of big ideas. Its energy is expansive, upbeat, lucky, and divine. The new moon in Sagittarius exudes all this, as does this card whenever you draw it. Nothing is set in stone with Sagittarius, and an optimistic energy could attract all manner of good things if you tap into the energy by expecting the best. I like that. So manifest. Manifesting. Yeah. Very cute. I like those cards. All good cards. Yeah. And all have, like, pink, purpley hues to them. 
That's you can find us at <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, YouTube. Yeah. I think that's about it. I think that is it. <laughs> Usually, oh my underscore pod or oh my, oh my dot, dot pod or oh my podcast WLG dot pod. Just something like that. And if you want to see us pull the cards that we just read, go to our TikTok. Yeah. They're really funny, guys. And I'm not just saying that because I think we're hilarious. They're really funny. But we do think we're hilarious. But we also, we are hilarious. Like, so. so. But that's it. Peace out.